Okay, so Greg, if you can do any job on earth, what would you do? I've never thought of that question, so I really don't know the answer. So, like, my mind right now is racing to find an answer. But, like, there's, is there, like, is there anything that you're interested in? Yeah, there's things that I'm interested okay. in. But, like, I'm thinking, I'd, I'd professionally play soccer. And then that I would, sense. and then I would transition to being a coach. That makes sense. That that makes sense for you. But like my initial thought process is to pick a job, is to pick the highest paying job that I can think of. But see, like that's what America wants you to think of. Why am I here? Like on Earth? No, in this con- <laughs> in this country where America is setting the standard. Ask our parents. <laughs> we would we wouldn't have known poverty if we were in Haiti. Well, we wouldn't have understood. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. I do. Are you going to ask me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's your... Uh, okay. Same question to you. Because okay. I think about this all the time. <laughs> I actually think about this daily. If I can do any job on earth, I would be... A, hold, hold on. What? Hold on. Is it going to be something related to pets? Don't cut me off. If you just let me finish, don't cut me off. All right, all right. I'm, I'm probably going to get upset with your answer. Go ahead. Sorry. It's Go not ahead. for you. <laughs> Go ahead. I would be a voice actor, but yeah. solely for anime. <laughs> you said this before, and that does fit you. I think that I can do it. Now, for people who don't know me enough, I love anime. I grew up on it. I still watch it as an adult. I love me some anime. And I feel like I really could be a wonderful voice actor. In, I've actually Googled it. It's. I think it might be too late for me. but To be a voice actor? Yeah, I think. There's like a too late to start? Like, for the people that I've looked up, they like have taken theater classes or like were part of drama club and all that stuff. And as you know, in high school, I chose not to do anything so i yeah. missed my shot although i did go to a drama club meeting once um but some things happened and i was not comfortable being there so i did not partake i feel like there's a local theater club around here if you wanted to like i mean maybe it wouldn't be voiceover but i feel like you could you could get into acting if you wanted to but like that's acting. Like, You're right. It's not voiceover. There. It's not like voice acting. Jew is right. I could I could do that. And with um, them starting to create more black characters and with more white actors saying I'm not playing this um, white character anymore, I feel like there's an avenue for me. Opening up before your eyes. Right. So maybe I should take it a little bit more seriously. Why do they have white actors? playing black cartoon characters they're probably not thinking about it what is there not to think about they're just like oh there's this character it's not real anyway so and i'm not defending them but i think that that's the thought process because we know that like a lot of white people don't think of these things yeah um but people are people are more aware of it now and you've got like actors who are if if the creator isn't saying anything then like the actors like i've been playing this character black people should play black people I hope this also means that, like, when the, when the, like, I forgot what movie comes to mind, but, I, like, I think, it, okay, Dragon Ball Z movie, there's a bunch of white actors, 
They did the well, live action Dragon Ball Z movie. I don't even want to talk about the mess that was that Dragon Ball Z movie. I think about it and I'm still unhappy with it. Bro. It's a thunderstorm. Everyone, don't be alarmed. You might hear that again. I love thunder though. So this is this is music to my ears. How this start when we hit record? Poor timing on our end. Except no, we were um in church well virtual church so good timing i suppose i don't know but moving on what's in your cup uncle nearest it was created by nathan nearest green he's known as the godfather of whiskey there's actually two versions of this drink there's uncle nearest 1856 and there's Uncle Nearest 1884. We're currently drinking the 1884, which is a small batch whiskey. The other one is known as a premium whiskey. He is the former slave that taught a young Jack Daniels how to do the damn thing and craft a distillery. Jack Daniels is obviously the more popular one for obvious reasons, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been a fan of Jack Daniels in my past life, and then I moved on from whiskey, but this Uncle Nearest is smooth. You, you know what? Do we have, I think we have Jack Daniels here. We do have Jack Daniels honey here. Honey? We don't have Jack Daniels honey. We have oh, like we don't? regular Jack Daniels. We got regular Jack Daniels. Oh, wait, no, 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 that's Jameson. Don't listen to me. But um, I actually don't like Jack, Jack Daniels at all. And I actually don't like the, um, the sauce that they put on the Fridays. Is it the oh, Jack, the Jack Daniels? Daniels sauce? I actually am not a fan of that either because you can taste the, the Jack Daniels and it's way too strong for me. But I have a cup, well, uh, kind of like a shot of the Uncle Nearest. And I actually like this one. This one's actually really good. And there's like no similarity between Jack Daniels and Uncle Nearest in terms of taste. Like this one definitely is a lot more smoother. Um, and then the drink that I made, I actually found on the Uncle Nearest website and it's all the way at the bottom and I scrolled through a few and I was like, wait, I have all those ingredients here. So um, that's the one that I ended up making. And it's delicious. I did a wonderful job, if I yeah. say so myself. I no, forget I agree it. with you, but super questionable ingredients, but really good taste. The only questionable taste. ingredient was the egg white. And I'm not gonna lie, I kind of feel like the egg white looks like it's turning into like scrambled eggs that's not true but, no like, you it's can, not you can kind of see it yeah you can you can kind of tell that it's there it's it's it's, it's just really weird good. like it tastes good if mm -hmm. i didn't know that an egg white was in my drink i wouldn't like you wouldn't complain know. about it's it because but of the foam yeah i think it's foamy but it's a, it's a really good drink yeah so i mean we got it at total wine aka wine world and i honestly really wanted to try the 18 is it 1854 yeah, 1856. Oh, sorry, 1856. So I wanted to try the premium whiskey, but when I walked in there, he said that they only had the 1884 left, and either way, I was not going to walk out without one of those bottles. So we got this one. I'm actually really excited to try the premium one because if the small batch whiskey tastes this good, then I can only imagine the wonderfulness of the premium one. Yeah, that one's got to go down like gold. Yeah. Um, the... um. The two companies, Uncle Nearest and Jack Daniels, is actually they've they've came together to launch a to launch an initiative to create diversity within um, American whiskey. They pledged five million dollars to come together and promote uh, 
diversity, which is which is great, despite the history between the two companies, yeah. like how they both started. It's good that years down the line they're putting something together for some change. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm actually pretty excited to see what comes of this and um, how they're working to create more black entrepreneurs within the whiskey business so i can't wait to see what ends up happening with that and we'll put photos of like our drink and uh the bottle and what it looks like online so you guys can you guys can definitely see firsthand what it is we're talking about you'll have to buy it to taste we can't help you there but it's really good definitely recommend it so now we're actually going to get into our topic um we I'm actually really excited about talking about this because I feel like this is very true in our personal lives right now. Um, So we are going to talk about transitions and what it means to be in a transition and the steps that we've been taking to align ourselves with what we believe our next task is in this life. What are your thoughts on the topic of, of transition, Greg? Uh, currently, I feel like I'm in the early phases of planning my transition, but um, everything feels like everything lately to me has felt like a transition. It's felt like I'm I'm moving from one space to another, uh-huh. which is pretty much the definition of a transition. To um, yeah, move from one space to another, like shift create a shift that's that's gonna take place in your life and i i feel like that's what's going on with me especially with the things that i have (laughs) the things that i have planned and i also think that we've a lot of people have been forced into a transition mostly because of like covid and um people losing their jobs or you know being forced to go on unemployment changes in like family life I know that we were going through a transition and you know getting married and having that transition of like moving from our parents house to our own home and then just kind of dealing with whatever COVID brought to us so I think also thinking about that shift in homeostasis and how that's uncomfortable for a lot of people any transition is uncomfortable whether it's a welcome transition or a forced transition so um I think we've personally been battling just like some of that discomfort and trying to figure out the best way for us to navigate that. I think I've used the forced transition of COVID as an opportunity to like promote a a chosen transition to try to take control of the situation. Mm. It's like COVID like forced a change on all of us. Like Mm. gotta wear a mask, gotta quarantine, uh, gotta be six feet apart. And I was like, all right, well, if life is gonna force change, then I might as well prepare my own kind of change to as a as a way to cope with like life forcing its way on on what I thought was normal. Yeah, and I think it's important that everyone does their best to relinquish that sense of control. For myself, I tend to be uh, too much of a planner. And so everything requires preparation on my end. But then when things like this happen, I kind of like spiral out of control. And then I sit on pause for a moment. And 
can I just say, there's a thunderstorm right now and I'm sure you're hearing a lot of rain, so I ask you please bear with us. The message is still good, the subject is still good. So if you can just, you know, ignore all of that and just listen to the words, hopefully it resonates with all of you. Um, but I think the important part of transitioning is preparing for said transition. Uh, and there are a lot of different ways to do that. I don't know if anyone managed to see the quote that I put on our Instagram page, but it says, after praying about a new endeavor, make sure you prepare for the transition. You can't obtain what you are not prepared for. Uh, so Greg, I'm actually interested in hearing like what, like how does that resonate with you? There's two ways that I'm planning to that I'm like mapping out my transition. Mm -hmm. um, I I am ready to seek a new employer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm ready to. I've been there. It'll be it'll be three years in July. You have been there for a while. Yeah, and I've not lasted anywhere, any job for more than three years. Wow. Yeah, it's just. It's a, it's a year for me. <laughs> I, I'm at every job for at least a year. I've I've received a couple of promotions. Like everything's cool at work. Like I don't have major beef with anybody yeah but it's just like you gotten a lot of promotions actually it's it's actually alarming to me how many promotions you've had in this, this and place. i still want to leave i i mean that you can leave if you want to that's that's fine but like it's i think it's remarkable and it says a lot about you as a worker that they see value in you in that sense that they continue to you've what gotten three four promotions yeah. in three years that's yeah amazing it was about it was about one a year wow but uh, like it's wow <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to promote me they're like Lori, no <laughs> not that girl it's gotten to the point where i'm like all right well you know i've i've given you guys plenty of time i am looking outside yeah like Again, no issues with work, no mm -hmm. issues with my performance, no issues with my coworkers, anything like that. But you know, time. yeah, to like grow, mm -hmm. to like to like grow, I'm looking elsewhere to see like, all right, there's there's more possibility, mm -hmm. and I'm also well, we've been doing this with like our diet and how we eat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also looking to really implement in my life. Uh, a habit to remain as fit as possible. You need to help me with that because I have zero discipline. <laughs> I think this when it comes to like health and wellness, or I could do a better job at it. I think a little bit after, a little bit after COVID started, like I I was never one to work out at home, ever. I always went to the gym. COVID was like. You can't go outside. You have to work out at home. And then through working out at home and it started to work and stuff like that, I was like, all right, there's really no excuses as to why I should be out of shape at all. So working out at home, COVID opened my eyes to that and let me know that there's no reason for me to feel unhealthy, to be unhealthy. And I right now at my current weight, I want to be here for as long as possible and be as fit as possible. Just recently, I started doing the 
I don't even know why I did this, but I started doing 300 push-ups a day. Like, throughout the day, I want to get to 300 push-ups. The goal is 500, though. The goal was 500. If you're going to get to five. I believe that you are going to get to 500 eventually. I told you 500, but I'm, I, I'm keeping you there. I'm I, holding you accountable to that. Once I get to 500, like, if I can do a week of 500 push-ups a day, I'm going to set it to 1,000. And that's that's just what we're gonna do. Yeah. So like I I really am. I guess that's that's my preparation phase to get there. Yeah. I think as far as like work for me, mm-hmm. the the first phase of transition is is going to be to first consider if this is something that you want to do. So I've been thinking about my own transition, and I think that my preparation phase for my long term goal has been you know, in motion since I graduated with my bachelor's degree. So my ultimate goal, which I'll be honest, is currently shifting a bit, but I'll get into that during another episode. Um, But my ultimate goal has always been to own my own practice and work solely as a therapist. And to do that, I needed to, of course, get my bachelor's degree. I got my bachelor's degree in psych. I I spent two years getting experience, and during that time, I was really just trying to figure out you know, what was what was God's plan for me? What did he want me to do? How was I going to get there? So I probably, within those two years, probably worked like five different jobs that helped me gain experience. Now, one of those jobs I worked consistently for like four years. Another one of those jobs I worked part-time for like a good two years. Um, two jobs I kind of dibbled and dabbled in. One of them I was just like, I'm not working no overnights. I worked two days and I bounced. Um, but I, I spent two years just really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And ultimately, I ended up meeting this amazing woman. Maybe I'll tell you more about the story another day. But I ended up meeting a woman who talked to me about social work, um, what it would be like for me to be a social worker, let me know that there is a huge call for uh, a black women and other women of color to be working in the social work field and let me know that I could be a therapist that way. Um, and after meeting her and getting my experience, I ultimately decided to go back to school to get my master's degree in social work. Um, and after three years, two internships, um, I ended up getting the current job that I have right now. And I, I think I got to a point in December, and I think you remember, Greg, me talking to you about this uh, because it was a difficult time because we were planning our wedding. We needed money. And it, it wasn't the right time for us to transition because we we're also looking for an apartment and we, of course, needed stability. And so during that time, I was like, all right, well, I currently have this job right now. What can I do to supplement my skills? What can I do to supplement my learning? And um, I truly felt like there was going to be a point where I, I was going to need to leave this place and I needed to set myself up. So I ended up, um, you know, I prayed on it and God blessed me with an opportunity to work at a private practice. I'm currently working there right now. And my hope is to learn from my supervisor. She is an amazing woman. She, so far, she's an amazing woman. Um, She is very open. She sees me. She wants to see my growth. She's very open to me being creative, um, which is something that I need. And she's she's gonna be teaching me the ropes and these are the skills that i need this is part of that preparation that i'm gonna need for when it's time for me to own my own practice and so i was very blessed to find that opportunity 
Um, and ultimately the goal is to fully transition into working in that private practice. And I can really feel, you know, God working with me during this time. And that's for my personal career. Um, and also podcast, like doing this podcast was like pretty huge for the both of us. And I can talk a little bit more about that. Um, when we talk about like our key points and what we, what we had to work through to kind of get to this point, um, in creating this podcast we have three points that we want to share with you to make sure that you are preparing for this transition that you know whatever you're doing whether that is you trying to get a new job or switching careers if you are you know trying to figure out a relationship that you're in um, we just want to share some three points that helped us within our relationship and helped us professionally um, and we are going to be talking about that in depth a lot more after this break we'll be right back hey everyone so we're talking about everything that's been going on in the world right now and a lot of people are working on finding black owned businesses if you are like me you are throwing away all of your old products your hair products such as Cantu, which i found out recently was owned by white people throw um, it out nothing wrong with that but that's not really what i'm on right now so if you are looking for a place to go and get some hair products some facial products go to curlbible.com. Curl Bible was started by Dana Chanel, who created Sprinkle of Jesus. I know y'all know what Sprinkle of Jesus is. Um, but she has anything from um, lip lines, beauty products. Um, she's even got these cute hair clips that I need to get. Right now, I'm loving Derma Organics, the body butter, which I talked about during the last episode. And I'm also loving Yummy Skin, which has been super helpful for me in my breakouts during the change in seasons. So if you are looking for some new products to use, um, I would just go ahead and head on to curlbible.com and use our discount code JWI10. Um, again, go to curlbible.com. Go look up, look at some products. I know she's got some new stuff on there. Um, go on a shopping spree. You deserve it. Our discount code is JWI10. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So personally, uh, based on everything that I was explaining before, my mind has been heavily thinking about is what I'm asking for a new work opportunity exactly what I want because that is the first real key that you you should overcome in your transition just is what you ask for truly what you want what does that outcome look like and like are you ready to be that person at the end of the transition personally for me um, I've always looked for growth. So yes, getting promoted a couple of times is great, but you know, you wanna keep learning. And not that I feel like I'm reaching a dead end at work and not that I feel like there's not more improvement ideas that I could come up with, but I feel personally for me, it's, it's time to move on to something else, to move on to something that could maybe challenge me a little more, um, move on to something that could provide me a, a different kind of lifestyle. That I think that's, that's what's going on with me in my phase in transition. I'm in that phase, just making sure that what I'm asking for is truly what I want. Um, and 
I would say that though there are different ways for you to find out, you know, what you're what you're asking for is really what you want. So um, it de- it depends on what you're you're putting into the universe. Um, are you someone who meditates? Are you someone that prays? Um, are you someone that looks for confirmation in other people? So what's helpful for me, and and I will say that I'm someone who will pray about it. I'll pray a thousand times about it, which sometimes I might over pray. Um, but I I will always pray about the thing that comes to my heart. So I don't want to walk around blindly. I don't want to just make rash decisions about what I want. I want to make sure that what I am praying about is going to be the thing that God wants for my life. So uh, another thing that we were talking about yesterday was also researching. So you want to make sure that the thing that you want is actually something that you can do so. If you are thinking of like a business idea, like think about the costs of those things. What does that mean? And be honest with yourself. Is that something that you can actually do right now? And if it's something that you feel like God is putting in your heart, please make sure that you are not disobeying God by not doing that thing. So don't pull yourself out of it because of fear. Um, Another thing is if we're thinking about relationships, like if you truly believe that the person that you're with right now is someone that you should be with or you're questioning about whether you should be with them like pray about it think about it do the pluses and deltas what are the benefits of being in a relationship with someone i firmly believe that the person that you're with should supplement your life um you should be confident on your own but the person that you're with should just push forward in that growth with you so Once again, like Greg said, our first point is make sure that what you're asking for is actually something that you want and something that you can handle. Yeah. Like you said, in the moment, like when you're thinking about it, the first thing or one of the first things you should consider is Mm. the outcome. And like if you, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you think about it, when you get an idea, like the second you get an idea, like you, you're hyped. Whether you, it's an idea that you haven't seen before or if it's just something that you're looking to try. Like, remember, there's there were a few ideas that we came up with and we were just like, yo, this would be lit if we did it. But we had to really sit down and break down what, what would that look like for us? How can we do this? So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did want to say that. Yeah, just make sure the outcome is what you want. Like, if... if- if you want to start a business, like let's say you wanted to start a random business doing something completely random because you could plug anything in, in the point I'm gonna make. Whatever business it is that you wanted to start, if you are not someone that would be um, confident, if you are not someone that is going to like respect themselves in the business that they're doing then you probably shouldn't do it Mm. like if you're not if you were if you were to sell like egg cartons or like you know something stupid if you don't want to confidently say like hey for our business i sell egg cartons then you should not do that that's a good point and i do want to say like on top of that if like let's say that the business is 
requires you to do something that's out of your character. So like within your research, you find out that to do this very particular thing, like you need to talk more and you're an introvert. Like, can you, do you truly believe that you can take yourself out of that? Can you, can you create a situation where you can speak a little bit more? Are you comfortable with speaking a little bit more? Are you going to freeze up or are you gonna train yourself to get yourself out of that and get to what you can be an introvert like in your home? Yeah, but when like it's when you're out time and you're working, outside, yeah. you, you need to be willing to do that. And if you feel like you can't get yourself out of that, like maybe it's not what you want. Yeah, can you take rejection? Can you take, and that's you're gonna, huge. You're going to see a lot of it. So consider mm-hmm. what the role is. Are you down for the role? Are you confident to be in that role? Like consider what the outcome's going to look like. And do you approve of yourself being that person? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect segue into our next point. So you have to prepare for the responsibility. So at this point, Point two, you've already decided that this was something that you do want. And so now we're part of that. Like we're talking about that preparation piece of how do you prepare to be in this relationship? How do you prepare to be married? How do you prepare to start a business and be a CEO or be an entrepreneur? Um, you, You have to prepare as though like this is something that's guaranteed. Like it's already yours. You gotta work like you have it already. Um, and this is something that we're learning. And I, I do want to point out by no means are we like saying that this is something that's going to fit all situations. This is just these are just things that we've realized more recently. Um, but I, I think going back to the point that you made, like you you have to learn the role. Yeah. So like um, in me looking for a like a new job and stuff like that, one of the things I'm looking at is what is the responsibility for the role that I'm applying for? Mm-hmm. And is it something I'm comfortable being responsible for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my current role, there's an accounting department and they have to balance books. Mm-hmm. If you accrue, what accrue is like you, you take, like if we made $100,000 last year, sorry, last month, and we made 75000 this month, mm-hmm. basically what they would do is they take money from last month and put it into this month to quote unquote balance the book and look like we're making money level throughout the year. If you fuck that up, you're going to get fired. Like literally. Like if you mess up the book, you should, that's the quickest way out the door. Wow. I don't want that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So make sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Make sure the responsibility is something that you're comfortable with and something that you want. So yeah. you got to make, like you said, make sure the responsibility is is like something yeah. that you're comfortable with. And that's something that I'm looking for in me looking for jobs. I'm making mm-hmm. sure that I'm comfortable with the role, mm-hmm. what they're asking me to do. And I'm preparing for how I'm going to go in there and convince someone that I'm I'm right for it. That that actually leads me to something that we did not we didn't write about, but I I do want to say, based on what you're saying, like every job is a resource, every job that oh, you work is going to be something that gives you the skills to get you to where you need to be. I firmly believe that 
all of the jobs that I've worked in the past has taught me something to get me to the next place. So currently, um, the I, I work two jobs, as I pointed out before, and those two jobs for me are a resource for me to learn the role that I want to take on. So like you were describing, like the job that you're working on right now, they working in right now, they have different departments. And in those departments, you can see what what they're doing and what's going to get them out of there and you can figure out if that's something that you can handle right on the spot without you even having to be in that position um like i said before i'm so i, I want to own a practice one day so not only am i you know using my full-time job as a way for me to maximize the skills that i've learned this is the first job that i've gotten straight out of school so this is a resource for me to pay my bills for me to learn for me to meet and network with people but this additional job that I have is going to be the thing that gets me the skills, teach, teaches me the background businesses. I'm learning about billing. I'm learning about insurance. I'm getting on panels, um, insurance panels. These are things that I need to know for me to get to where I need to be. So um, this is like a, like a sub key point, I guess, um, within the, the preparation phase. Um, but remember that your job is a resource. If it is something that you don't want to do for the rest of your life, remember it is a resource. Now, this is aside from like the relationship piece of preparation. If we're thinking businesses and career-wise, you use your job for what it is, a way for you to pay your bills and for you to continue to get the skills that you need. So I just wanted to say that because when you when you were talking about um the, the accounting and how you know you're seeing what they're doing and you're just like I know that I cannot do that that just I don't want to <laughs> I don't there, want to. there's I, a lot of things I know I, I, don't I want truly to. just don't want to <laughs> but you wouldn't have known that until you saw that yeah. and so your job created a space for you to actually see what that looks like yeah um so in in other ways of learning your role um you can do that through networking you can do that through finding a mentor doing additional schooling so i talked about getting my master's degree um greg has talked about you know him looking at the different departments at his job an important thing and i've actually heard this a lot throughout the week is serving so when Greg and I were talking about this yesterday, we got into a really deep conversation about what serving looks like. And so this is not like you being a servant or a slave to a significant other or, or you know, a pastor at church or uh, your employer. It's, it's you just learning from them and coming from a place of, all right, I, I actually want to learn from you. Can I ask you some questions? And Picking someone's brain. Picking someone's brain. Taking someone else's experiences and making it your own. Yes. And that can... So serving will be like volunteering. And I remember... I listened to a lot of different podcasts. Uh, I listened to two this week that actually uh, supplemented parts of this episode. But I listened to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I've been listening to that for years. And I was also listening to Million Dollar Ideas um, with Dan Chanel and Prince Donnell. And I've also listened to um, Transformation transformation church and there was a sermon where um mike todd was also talking about this when we're thinking about serving people um 
I'm thinking like you're you're going to people who are in those positions and you're just asking like how can I help, and that could be in the form of like volunteering, um, and just like using that time to pick their brain, picking apart like what that business is, and being in a position where you're humbling yourself, um, and providing some assistance in any way. Um, it's important to get yourself in the positions to get exposure. Exactly. I think. A, a, a lot of minority groups, more specifically, I'll speak about the black community. More specifically, I'll speak about black families. But a lot of generations make the same mistakes year, not year after year, but generation after generation. Whereas, like, mistakes that your parents made, they don't really communicate with you what to do and what not to do. Or, like, one person in one profession won't communicate what to do and what not to do to the next generation and then the next generation stuck making the same mistake whereas like other other uh other groups of races don't really go through that they kind of like you know billy has a job and he's going to give the son of john a a, a <laughs> job yeah cuz they know each other uh-huh. they're going to give them like the job under the CEO and show them exactly what to do and what yeah. not to do. And like that is a huge privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom never told me going to work like to pick anyone's brain. It was just like go to work, get your money and be safe. Yeah, and <laughs> and come back home. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, agree. I I never learned that. Like mm-hmm. there's not many for me growing up there was not many mentors i'm looking back Mm -hmm. on it there were people that were available had Mm -hmm. i asked them Mm -hmm. but i didn't know that was a thing yeah and i i'll say that i probably wouldn't be in the position that i i wouldn't be in this current position if i did not meet people and pick their brain so remember the um, my mentor she was my mentor for a long time and was ultimately the reason why I went to school but she she came into my life at a very difficult time where I was trying to figure out what to do and I was just asking her questions and it, it, it was the first time we met it was the most random encounter ever but we were just this like this older white woman took interest in me at that point and with me asking all of those questions and they they were thoughtful questions and she immediately decided that well she she started to pour into me and she invited me into her practice and she was talking to me about her practice and periodically her and I would meet um in her office and we would just just talk and she she really just like fed me more and more information and she would give me like tasks here and there that I would do without a problem. I wouldn't question it. I was just like, this is going to be a way for me to get more experience. And so, like I said, this is someone who took interest in me. And I know uh, my current mentor now, if it wasn't for her backing me up, I probably wouldn't have done the graduation speech. I probably wouldn't have met a lot of the other people that I met. This was another person who she happened to sit at the same table as me and we were talking and moving forward i would meet with her once a month and this was another person who started to pour into me and take interest in my life and she has been a part of you know giving me confidence this was someone that we ended up asking to do our wedding ceremony 
ultimately because she 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 took an interest in me because I put myself in a position to serve. She was a huge part of the preparation phase because mm-hmm. she did um And you you get some of that benefit. Yeah. Too. She did a lot that is important during preparation, which is build your confidence. She yes. she gave you the through a mentor, you gained the exposure that you didn't have to learn through mistakes mm-hmm. that help you to build your confidence during your transition. And and I think the beautiful thing is that, you know, and not that this is a race thing, but what's amazing about what happened was the person that got me into the door was a white woman, but the person that continued to boost my confidence was a black woman. And I think that's what I needed. Yeah. In the way that it happened, it happened perfectly. And I'm forever thankful to God for how that worked for me. Yeah. As I transition into like whatever new job it is that I'm looking for, I'm looking into what are the roles that are at hand and am I comfortable doing it? Is it something that I already know how to do? I'm familiar with coding. I'm familiar with Excel. I'm familiar with uh, a bit of accounting, mm-hmm. but like I said, I'm not comfortable doing accrual. That's not something that I want to do mm-hmm. as I walk into the door of a company. Like I didn't major in accounting, so I don't want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can code data software. I can create presentations. I can financially create analysis. Mm-hmm. It's important that I continue to build my confidence, whether that is through going through school or just picking a role that mirrors the role that I'm in now. And just to make sure that this is applying to other people Mm -hmm. and other roles, like if you are finally interested in a relationship or something like that, Mm -hmm. one of the most important things that you can do in entering any kind of relationship is to make sure that you're comfortable with yourself. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure you're comfortable with yourself and you mm-hmm. got to make sure you're comfortable with the mindset of thinking of you and the other person because uh-huh. you can't live for yourself anymore. You're mm-hmm. living for the other person. And we we were actually looking for for like mentorship when we were preparing for our wedding. Oh, um, yeah. We of course, like we have our, our parents, um, but we wanted to look for our own people, our age guidance, people. Yes, people our age. And so. We were we were looking around for people who we can just talk to about, you know, what it was like for them to be married and what that looks like. We were actually looking for people who um, were believers. And so surprisingly, we had a really difficult time finding people. So, I mean, hopefully we can be that for people um, if anyone gets to a point where they're looking for additional guidance in that sense. Um but yeah, going back to going back to the idea of serving, one point that I do want to talk about, and you mentioned confidence. So when you are looking for people to serve or volunteer or steward towards you, make sure that that person is confident. Oh yeah. Everyone um, can't be everyone can't be helped. You cannot help everyone. And I, I I wanna be like in our search during our relationship, I, I don't know if it was a confidence thing, but there were people who we did reach out to and it just never it never panned out. I don't know if it was a confidence thing, but it was something that just didn't work out. And um I'm I'm actually gonna tell a story and I I feel as though this continues to gear towards work, but I think that 
um, I guess that that's like what's sitting on our hearts right now. So I think that's why we keep going towards there. But I'm going to talk about serve, like my experience of serving, try, attempting to serve or offer myself to someone at work where I approached an employer and I think I had just gotten through listening to uh, Pastor Mike's I forget which sermon series it was, but he was saying like, when was the last time you went to your boss and asked them what they needed? And I was very inspired by that message. And I was like, you know what? I really see myself being in this place for a while. I love the culture. It's wonderful being here. Let me go. Cause I have, I have to go meet with my supervisor anyway. So let me go talk to them, see what they might need from me and see if they can like feed into me. And so I went to her and you know, I was like, what do you see for this department? And she couldn't give me an answer. And that to me is so telling. She could not give me an answer. And there was another time where I went to the same supervisor and I, I asked her, you know, what did it take for you to get here? What, what were the steps that you had to take to become, like to be part of this position? And her immediate response was, well, why do you want to know? Everyone isn't a leader. I'm telling you in that moment, I was like, this is someone who lacks confidence. I cannot learn anything from this person. I can't learn from her because I'm a confident person. So how am I going to learn from someone who doesn't have the same confidence? You see me as a threat. Yeah. For me to ask that question and for that to be a response, I know that you see that I can take your job one day. Yeah. I know that you see who I am. And I, I'm not, I don't want to come off as someone with an ego, but I know my anointing. I know that I'm favored. I know that I'm blessed. So I'm going to come at you like, I'm going to come to you like someone who knows that they're blessed. And you are going to give me that response if you see the blessing over me. You got to sniff out your mentors because everyone isn't a mentor. I'm telling you. And for me, in that moment, I felt like I had power over her because I, I brought that fear to her. She did tell me the story afterwards, but for that to be her response, you're threatened. Mm-hmm. You're threatened by me. And that is not someone that you can, you can get anything from because they don't want to feed into you. And if they want to feed into you, they're not going to feed anything good to you because they don't want to see you grow. They don't want to see you take their spot. Yeah, not at all. I don't want... And if you have a good leader, if you have a good... Not boss. Okay. If you are a good leader, you are going to find someone or someone is going to come to you and you're going to mentor them. You're going to mold them so that... Or feed into them so that one day they can eventually take a spot in leadership because you want to see them become a leader. That's what a good leader does. That's what a good supervisor does. Yeah. In that moment, I knew that there was no space for me because that response screams insecurity. And that was that was a very telling moment for me. Part of preparation is building uh, a, a mental strength and I think growing up through sports, that's been something that's always been like uh, brought up. Like you can work out, you can train, you can exercise, but one thing that's 
really important is training your mental strength. Mm. You and said you said something like the other day that like really stuck with me. Yeah. So I, I'll get to that in a second. It's one of those coach messages, one of them <laughs> coach speeches that like sticks with you. But like training your mental strength is so important. It's it's so important during the preparation phase to develop a discipline. Develop a discipline to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. You can't be in transition forever. Like, mm. transition can last a long time, yes, but you should not be in transition forever. That's not something that should happen. Eventually, you should reach your end goal or you should reconsider what your end goal is because mm. that's fine too. That's good. But one of the things that uh, a coach once said to me is um, I'm going back to the example now of like, me deciding to do 300 push-ups a day <laughs> and doing workout from home because I want to be more healthy and I want to instill those healthy you habits. Whole snack. I want to instill those healthy. <laughs> Why do you ignore me? I'm not trying to be a snack. I'm trying. You're to be, my snack. I'm trying to be a hungry man meal. <laughs> so all for me. So the the thing that is going to take you from one body to the next is going to be. Physical strength, yes, but more importantly, mental strength. What a coach said to me was, you train your mind to be calm. You train your mind, it, which basically means you train your mind to be disciplined, to handle any adversity that comes to it, and to be able to weather any storm that is, is brought across it. But you train your body, you train your body to be a savage. You want your body. You want your body to lift the gym. That's a word. You want your body to lift all of the weights in the gym. You want your body to not just work on ISO machines, but to work on compound machines. Mm. Like don't don't lift the bar with mm. the weights on it. That is a word. Lift the bench with the bar with the weights on it with the spotter. Lift everything. Train your body to be savage, but you train your mind to be calm. We could leave right now. We could end this right now. <laughs> that's 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 what should be done during the preparation phase. And yep. to bring that to relationships, you train your mind to deal with whatever it is Yo. that your the other person is gonna bring to you. Because people are gonna come at our age, mm -hmm. people won't come with baggage. Oh, because this generation, we love to talk. Yeah, people gonna come with baggage. People gonna yeah. pull tweets from 2015. Yeah, people are gonna pull your political views. Mm -hmm. People are gonna pull the fact that you know you got a kid with another woman. Like, can you handle? Can that? you handle that? You gotta yes. train your mind to deal with whatever it is is gonna happen, and you gotta consider yourself with someone else like it, it's not just about you it's exactly. easy to be just about you and and i i firmly like believe that you like you can be in a relationship just to be in a relationship but like if you want to marry someone you can't be for the mess anymore like take the relationship seriously and um you have to be able to take criticism and one thing that people don't like and a lot of people cannot handle is taking criticism from someone. And I remember before you and I um, got married, I think even before we were engaged, like you and I would have constant conversations around like being married, what that would look like. And 
I kept saying to you, like, yo, when we get married, like, even even a little bit now, like, I become your mirror. You become my mirror. And you're going to see, especially now that we live together, like, there are things that Greg sees that I do. And he's like, no, 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 no. Chill out. Like, you can't do that. And vice versa. So... The person that you married. <laughs> I'm laughing because Wait, well, don't, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, I don't say it that calmly. <laughs> you, I definitely don't say that. We won't. We won't get into the recent stuff that happened. But like, can you handle criticism? And is there? Do you always have to offer criticism? Because there are people who just complain. I'm someone, and I'll be completely transparent. I I will just say everything there's like you gregor like you you shouldn't do this you can't do this um and it's it's not always called for like i don't always have to say greg you you shouldn't do like i'm not your mother do you know what i mean and so like sometimes you have to learn how to reel yourself in but you also have to be able to take criticism because we call each other out on our stuff yeah constantly all the time and it's i thought it wouldn't I didn't know that it would be like that because I thought like we were going to live together and it would just be like seamless. Not that it wasn't a seamless transition into living with each other because we've been together eight years. Like we want to live together. But we're learning about each other's things. Just little areas where like yeah. one one lacks and the other one like finds it uh, an issue. <laughs> like it's yes. not, it. it's all part of, it's all part of preparation Mm -hmm. and and after preparation the most important step is going to be execution or in short bet on yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i so we've already talked about like make sure that this is what you want to do prepare for the responsibility and i want to point out like Make sure that you're not over preparing because you just get to a point where it's like, all right, like I can't continue to do like we need to just get it done. Yeah, you got to learn as you go. So like there's you can't prepare 100 percent. You never remember that you cannot prepare 100 percent for everything. Like there are a lot of things that you're just going to learn as you're going to screw up on the spot and you're going to have to research how to figure that out. And you restart the steps all over again if needed. So sometimes, like, you need to just make the product. Just start writing your letter of resignation. I, when I know that I'm working at a job that I don't plan on working for long. And this I, is great. <laughs> when you are, if you're working at a job and you know you're not going to stay there for long, write your letter of resignation, like, the second you get the job. Early. Early. So I have... A letter of resignation that has been prepped already. Um, there's obviously no date on that, but I know that I am not going to stay where I am forever. And so that letter of resignation is motivation for me. If you're someone who plans on like working for themselves one day, my goal in life, in addition to owning my own practice, is to just be my own boss. I don't want to work for everyone, like anyone ever again. And so my letter of resignation is also a sign for me that like I'm firing my boss. Like I don't want to work for you no more. I'm work for myself because I know I'm bad and I could do that. So write the letter of resignation and keep it somewhere with the goal of you being done with that place. Um, take a chance and just ask 
ask the person out or um, dedicate yourself to the growth of yourself to that person. Dedicate yourself to the idea of being with that person. And set things up. Set things up. It happens during preparation. Execution is execution phase is when you actually do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's gonna look like in the end as far as like the fitness. I started with three hundred push ups, but I'm keeping the model of three, and I plan to soon do three miles every day. I plan to do three minutes of sit ups every day. I'm keeping the the trend of three, and we're gonna see what happens with that. As far as me uh, executing the new job opportunity, that's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, preparation going to happen when I'm filling out, uh, sorry, when I'm updating my resume. Mm-hmm. Execution is going to be going on these interviews and filling out applications and, you know, setting cover letters and things like that. And I, I just want to point out, and I know that you all, I think, know by now that I like to gush over Greg, but like... You're a very hard worker. There is no reason for me to leave my current job. That That's besides the point. There, no, I mean, no, there is a no, reason there, for you to is, leave. You don't want to be there. There is reason to leave. There is not reason for them to get rid of me. Exactly. You are, you're like a hard worker since I've known you, since your five guys days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, yeah. have always been a very, very hard worker. So I, as much better than myself. So... <laughs> Um, I think that any employer would be lucky to have you. I think so too. You don't have and, any, and you are never saying nothing nice about me after I like say something nice. Lori, to you. you're a really <laughs> you're a really bad worker. I am. You're, <laughs> you're really good. It'll be really good for you to work for yourself because I need to work for myself. Yeah, you have a good you have a good CEO mentality when it comes to like catering to a business that is yours, mm-hmm. but you do not work well for other people. Because dumb people don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They could be <laughs> they could be doing everything right, and but I think like what's crazy is I am someone who like feeds into my friends. So like if my friends are starting something or someone I know is doing something, I'm always like, you should try this, you should try this, or you should you should do this. Why don't you do that? I'm always feeding into them. And some more more times than not, they don't do what I say. No. And I'm like, okay, if this was mine, <laughs> yeah, I would have I would that do done. this. I would do X, Y, Z instead. Exactly. It, it's, it's important to get to the execution phase. And I think the easiest way to get there, there's no easy way to get there. Just I'm do sorry. it. But yes, just do it. Just do it. Set a date. When you get to that date, carry out what needs to be done on mm-hmm. that date. Mm-hmm. And you know, rejection can happen. And it will you know, happen. It, it, will it, it will happen. And it's something that you can be fearful of, but it's not something that you should dwell on. It's something that you sit in the moment, mm-hmm. learn from it. Don't sit there too long. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Go back to square one. Mm-hmm. Go back to square one of transition, and and you know, make sure what you want is w- exactly what it is you're asking for. Then go to the next phase, preparation. Mm-hmm. Prepare for what it is that is gonna happen, and and whatever it is that you're planning for, and execute again. Good, good, and um. Like Greg said before, there there's no way to 
to avoid failure. So just like tell yourself that you're not someone who fails. Like life works on a continuum. It's not just, okay, I screw up here and then that's the end of the world. Life works on a continuum. You cannot fail. There's no way that you can fail. You can hit a bump in the road, but you can continue. So just remember, failure is not an option and it's not something that can happen. If you're someone who wants it, you're gonna get it. You hit bumps in the road, you hit a turn. Mistakes are inevitable. For a lot of people, the end is actually the beginning. Exactly. I literally thought that me getting my own practice was going to be it, but I've literally gotten to a point where I'm one step closer to that, and then a whole new slew of ideas have come to me, and I don't know if that's going to be the end for me. So I think that that's a wonderful thing to to add to that. And, you know, I, I'm really interested in learning about other people's journeys and, and what they're doing in their life. And um, I think I think it's a good spot to kind of just wrap up. So if you have any stories that you want to share, any questions that you have or any concerns that you have, please, please, please do not hesitate to email us at thejwipodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's thejwipodcast at gmail.com. And you can feel free to follow us on Instagram at jwipodcast. Um Thank you. We are really looking forward to our next episode. Hopefully, we have some more gems for you. We will have more gems for you. We'll always have gems for you. We got all the gems. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.